Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast, episode 33. This one is on Gemini season, and we're exploring twinning energy in spirituality and pop culture. Enjoy. What's up, what's up, what's up? I am back with another episode. So I know it's been a minute. Um, I actually do a lot of content on Patreon these days. So that's the reason my podcast, my public podcast has been a little bit more infrequent. So definitely, I know everyone be talking about Patreon, but definitely join the Patreon, you know, because that's how I make a living, period. But I will be offering more um, public episodes, of course. Um, Also, I'm going to do a new moon in Gemini reading that is going to be exclusively for the Patreon. But specifically, this this episode, I'm giving you a lot of gems. Um, I did record it live on Instagram, but I didn't keep it up. Um, I'm going to release it exclusively first to my Patreon people. Um, So whenever you are listening, there is a little bit of kind of like, you know, interaction with some people in the chat. So just kind of excuse that. Um, But there's a lot of gems in this podcast episode talking about Jupiter and Aries, Mars and Aries, the mythology of Gemini um, in terms of Greek culture. We're going to be talking about um, the Ibeji twins who were born from Shango and Oshun. Uh, We're going to talk about some fun facts with twins and show how these spiritual dynamics show up in the actual science, the scientific studies of twins. Um, Fun fact, Nigeria, where the Ibeji twins and the Orishas um, originated, Nigeria has the highest um, incidence of twins being born out of any other country in the world. Um, 5% actually, I think the rest of the world is like below 3% or maybe 0.5%. So we also go into understanding the dichotomy between the dichotomy of the lover's card and the devil card. Um, and then I talk a little bit about how Gemini energy can be used creatively, how we see it show up in the pop culture, specifically Illuminati. (laughs) Sorry. The, um, I don't like saying the Illuminati, but we, we see a lot of that kind of energy in pop culture. So sit back and enjoy. Um, readings are open in case you're interested, but yeah, we're just going to hop up into the show now. also forgot to mention that I am offering private one-on-one hoodoo lessons, specifically for black folks only, but I'm also doing um, general metaphysical and occult um, private one-on-one courses for everyone else that's like a non-black person. Um, Specifically with the hoodoo, the reason I'm doing it for only black people is because there's just a lot, of, a lot of cultural elements and a lot of sensitive topics that we talk about, especially related to intergenerational trauma and ancestral healing. And um, my spirits just work really well with like other black people whenever we're t- talking about hoodoo and stuff like that. But um, and the, yeah, it's kind of more of a just like trying to hold space in a different type of way. But I also do have the general uh, metaphysical and occult studies classes. So if you want to learn from me about candle magic or if you want to learn about herbalism, um, if you want to learn about planetary magic, using moon cycles um, for your magic, building your spiritual practice, all of that, um, 
um, your person. As I said with the hoodoo part, that is a deeper dive into culture. So that's the reason I made it specifically only for black people, but I'm also, or black identified people, but I, I'm also doing um, a private one on the one lessons for tarot. So hit me up for that. Like I said, with the hoodoo, it's only black people. No Rachel Dolezal's, please don't start none of that drama. <laughs> but um, okay, now let's get to the show. Okay, so we are recording, recording live right now. Um, so first I wanted to go over some church announcements. Um, definitely if you want to see the other part of this um, podcast, I'm gonna be doing a new moon in Gemini reading um, on my Patreon that is um, gonna be patreon.com slash millennial soul food. Uh, so I'm gonna be doing a full new moon in Gemini reading on there. Um, also my books are open. I'm offering private courses in Hoodoo. Um, let's skip all of this stuff. Okay, so we're gonna get into some astro news. Um, so it's a new moon in Gemini today. How are y'all doing? What's up, what's up? Oh my God. So it's a new moon in Gemini today. Great day to plant seeds. We do have Mercury that is stationing um, direct at the end of the week. Um, there are two really, really important energies that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, that is Jupiter in Aries and then also Mars in Aries. So um, Jupiter in Aries is going to be an energy that is happening um, from May 10th until October 28th. And so for the first time in 11 years, Jupiter is in Aries and Jupiter is a very philosophical and expansive planetary energy. Um, and Aries is the ram and is very active. So this is going to be a great time to bring those dreams into reality, um, especially as we move out of this Mercury retrograde chong eclipse season. Officially snatched my wig off. I don't fucking, I don't even want to talk about it, but this is the time to recollect this is the time to collect the pieces, the broken pieces, and just fucking do it. This is the time to bust through imposter syndrome. Now is the time to act, if any, while Jupiter is in Aries. Jupiter, um, the energy in Aries is pretty good. Uh, Jupiter was in Pisces, which can cause a lot of kind of just dreamy energy where it's kind of difficult to really get things moving but um, Jupiter and Aries is really about pursuing those goals that are very expansive, those goals that you might have had a little bit of um, trepidation, hallelujah, a little bit of, that you might have had some trepidation about pursuing. Now that Jupiter is in Aries, it's that time, honey. It's that time, honey. <laughs> it's that time, period. So May 10th until October 28th, is going to be Jupiter in Aries. And so we also have Mars in Aries. Um, specifically, I love this because this is my planetary um, transit in my birth chart. So Mars is in Aries until July the 4th. So we have a lot of air and fire energy that is going around right now. Um, for those who don't have a lot of Earth energy in their um, birth chart, you might want to do some grounding work because there's going to be a lot of cerebral and a lot of ac active energy. Um, 
Also be wary of flying off the handle. Be careful being out in public with the ways that you move about the world. Step back if you're kind of a hot-headed person. Definitely do your grounding. I feel like a lot of mishaps can happen during this time because the energy is so fierce. Um, but the star of the show today is Gemini season. So we are going to be looking at... Who wants, someone wants to be a part of my live video. Child, I'm doing a live podcast recording. Y'all gonna learn today. Um, so we're gonna look at the mythology of Gemini and we're gonna look at the history. We're gonna talk a little bit about um, Gemini's representation, twinning energy, how it is represented throughout mythology, how it's represented in Ifa, specifically the, um, through the Ibeji twins. We're going to go over some fun facts related to twins, and then I'm going to do a bit of a deep dive into the tarot cards um, and understanding Gemini energy as it's, as it's portrayed in pop culture and also um, how we can use it creatively. So for those listening to the podcast and those who are just now joining the live, um, this is a live podcast recording and we're going over some mythology related to Gemini. Like I said, for those people that's on my Instagram over here, feel free to leave me a cash app. You know, leave me a little tip because, you know, got to fund, got to fund the vessel. Okay, so let's look into the mythology of Gemini. So the mythology of Gemini, we have the twins. So a lot of the zodiacal um, signs, the zodiac signs are based on constellations that have history, that have a history of um, most of the time Roman or Greek culture. But a lot of these stories are greater archetypes. They're greater archetypes that represent just common um, dynamics that we see throughout global cultures and ancient societies. So the constellation of Gemini is made up of two twins, Castor and Pollux. So Castor was the mortal son of King Tyndarus. And while Pollux was the immortal son of Zeus, both Castor and Pollux being identical twins were inseparable in their looks and their actions. So they looked pretty much the same. Castor was a great horseman and Pollux was a great fighter. Together they went with Jason. Jason is this character that doesn't really matter right now. Jason on the Argo and saved the ship from a terrible storm. So Castor was killed in a battle. Pollux pleaded with Zeus to bring him back. Zeus agreed to immortalize Castor and Pollux. So that is the reasons we see them in, as you know, stars and stuff like that. But Castor and Pollux, a really important part is that... Um, Zeus agreed to immortalize both Castor and Pollux if they agreed to spend half of their time on Earth and the other half amongst the stars in heaven. And so since then, when sailors saw these two stars together, they knew their journey would be prosperous. And then um, if they only saw one star, it was kind of like a bad omen. So Gemini is really based on this story of Castor and Pollux, but we also see trends of twinning energy throughout these mythologies and so this is also where we see the de delineation of gemini so gemini castor representing um part of the sky pollux representing the bottom half so it's like half half the time is spent 
on earth, half the time spent in the heavens. So that is a lot of the duality, um, the polarity, the energy that we see with Gemini. Um, specifically, we also see twinning energy in um, Orisha culture. So Shango and Oshun actually had twins and they're called the Ibeji twins. Um, they're very much so kind of like a really thought, they were thought of as being supernatural, like beyond the veil almost type of energy. Um, but here's a little story about the Ibeji twins. I'm not talking about the group because there is a music group that um, is called Ibeji and they are, I think they're Ifa and stuff too. Um, so the Ibeji are named Kehinde and Taiwo. The firstborn is named Taiwo and the secondborn is named Kehinde. Kehinde literally means the one who comes after. Um, Taiwo literally means the first to touch the surface or the one who gets the first taste of the world. So legends say that Kahinde is the firstborn. This is because Kahinde sends Taiwo out first to be born to check out what the conditions are and the situations are on earth. So the Kahinde is said to have authority over the firstborn twin. So we can think of these as kind of Orisha energies. So the Kahinde is said to have authority over the firstborn twin, which is why Kahinde is considered to be the first child. When the first child um, is born, it cries. So the crying delivers a message to the other twin. So this is very interesting how we can already see the ways that twins, they begin cultivating this kind of communication beyond the veil. And so that is the reason that, um, that is the reason that we see this kind of twinning energy. That is the reason that we see, um, sorry, I got lost in the chat for a little bit. <laughs> it's like a lot doing like a live chat and also doing the, um, the podcast. But, oh, yeah, for anyone who's just now checking in, you know, I'm doing a history of Gemini. We're going over the mythology of Gemini. We're going over some stuff to do with Oshun and Shango as far as them being um, parents to Ibeji. We're doing some fun facts on twins. Um, we're, we're just diving deep. So sit back and just relax and listen to what, what we're talking about over here. Okay. So it's interesting that the crying delivers a message back to the other twin who's still in the womb, who is still technically beyond the veil so this is a culture this is a communication that they're cultivating that is going to be relevant for the rest of their existence on this plane so it's very interesting how we see this dynamic being created um and also how it feeds into them being like a representation of supernatural forces so 11 is very important in terms of ibeji energy twinning energy 11 um, this is because twins are complementary as well as opposing forces. And so we're going to get more into the concept of the opposing forces when it comes to this Gemini zodiacal energy. Because, you know, the stereotype is that Geminis be all over the place. Like, I ain't even going to lie. I ain't even going to hold you. I ain't even going to hold you, period. They be all over the place. Like, bruh, like, where y'all at? Where y'all at? Like, one of my best friends is a Gemini. I love them to death. I, got, I actually have a lot of Gemini friends. Very intelligent people. They got a lot of sides, honey. 
Gemini, I love my Geminis, but they got a lot of sides. Sometimes I just have to tell my Geminis, my Gemini friends to just sit down. Sit down because y'all are making me nervous. Geminis be making me nervous. Like, sit your ass down. Y'all know I'm Earth Stellium. So I'll be like, girl, if you don't go somewhere and sit your... Sit down and make... If you don't make this to-do list, if you don't... Sit... If you don't make this grocery list, but we need all of the energies. We need all the energies of the Zodiac because otherwise it's a holistic... It's a holistic existence. You know what I mean? So I love the Geminis. Geminis be creative. You know, I actually I have like three or four really good friends who have like very prominent Gemini energy. Very creative individuals. Y'all do procrastinate a lot. The ADD, the ADHD, honey. But I like being around Geminis because they help me be a little bit more adaptable. Cause I can be a really hard ass Capricorn. Like I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not I'm 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 not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna try to cover up my shadow side, period, right? Like y'all know me. I keep some 100, period over here. That's why y'all come over here. But I like I like my Geminis because they keep me they keep me adaptable. They keep me like being like, you know, everything doesn't have to be so set in place. Everything doesn't have to be so serious. You know what I mean? So now that we have talked about Shango and Oshun, actually also in Nigeria, um, whenever parents have um, twins, they receive these icons that are represented by the Ibeji energy. So they receive these icons that are supposed to help um, align any types of energies that might be out of alignment. Sorry, I'm being redundant, but that might be out of alignment. So we see that um, the Nigerians, they've been working with a lot of the twinning energy. Also, I'm going to just skip on to the other part, but Nigeria has, it's very interesting that the Ibejis are such a prominent part of um, Nigerian culture because Nigeria has like the highest um, incident of twins being born. I think it's like 5% of the population, whereas like out of the whole population of the earth, it's like only 0.5% of the population is born as twins. So it's super interesting that like the Ibeji energy is so prominent in Nigeria and in Ifa culture, and there's such a reverence for it. And then it's actually like the birthplace of Ibejis is where statistically there's the most twins born like out of the whole world. So that is, that's a really interesting um, scientific phenomenon. You know, science will try to explain it away as some other kind of stuff, but we know what it is. We know it's spirit. Ooh. Ooh. I just caught the spirit, hallelujah. Thank y'all for tuning in, everyone that's tuning in. I'm doing um, a live recording um, of my Gemini season podcast. And it's been a minute since I've recorded a podcast episode because I just been I be on my Patreon most of the time. Y'all know y'all know that I be on my Patreon most of the time. That's where all the content goes. But I'm getting better at putting out the podcast. But you know, capitalism. Okay, so now let's move on to talk about some fun facts related to Gemini's. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'll do it more often, Ogun's Garden. I love your lives also, period. I love it. I know, I be, I be, I be, 
I'll be like, I don't know if I need any more exposure, but yeah, but I, I need to do this because I'm trying to cultivate more of a relationship with my peoples and I'll be missing my peoples. I used to go live a lot more. Um, okay, so let's go over some fun facts. Look at Anika in here. A whole life path from an Ibeji ceremony. Wow. Wow, wait. So when I was pregnant, I thought it was twins just because the father who is... Oh, wow. That is so funny. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for commenting and everything. But he ended up just being a Gemini. Cha! <laughs> okay. So let me quit clowning. So let's look at some fun facts about twins y'all know i like to bring in the fun scientific facts and stuff like that so let's let's take a look at some of these facts i got about 10 or 15 here i'm gonna just read to you all so um this is remember we are keeping in mind the energy of gemini gemini is twinning energy gemini is being on both sides of the veil very different from the pisces type of being on both sides of the veil Pisces is more watery, psychic energy. Gemini is more active, cerebral energy. So kind of keep those a little bit, keep those separated. I think for me, specifically, that's the reason Pisces synergy is, or Pisces energy is so fucking heavy. Because it's like the, it's like you got to swim from the ocean to get to the sky. Whereas with Gemini, it's like this, the air energy, it's easy to be like, whoo, 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 you know, no water holding you back. Not like water holds you back, but you got a lot to wade in. Wade in the water. Wade in the water, children. Hey, y'all. <laughs> okay, I'm really caffeinated right now. I have an espresso machine. Y'all, I'll be up. I'll be drinking some coffee, period. I got my oat milk creamer. My a dark agave. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I love y'all so much. Okay. So 40% of twins invent their own language. Did y'all know that? 40% of twins invent their own language. So you telling me I'll be around all these twins, they be talking about me and I don't even know what the fuck they saying? What's T? What's T? The next time I see a twin in the streets, I'm about to be like, oh my God, Jojo Scoble. I probably said your, um, your name totally wrong. I'm sorry, but oh my God, thank you so much for joining. I love you. Oh my God. But 40% of twins have their own language that they probably created in the womb. So this is that, this we're seeing that Ibeji energy in the science here. 40% of twins. Remember, crying is a, ooh, ooh. Crying is a language. They start that communication through the crying when they are in the womb. Hey! Ooh, can I get, y'all need to give me some flames in here. Give me some flames. 
Oh my God, Mother Herbalist, roll up. I'm gonna be doing, you know, I'm gonna roll up a little bit after this. I kind of wanted to get on here and not be like too, you know, zooted or whatever. Roll up, yes, roll up. Watch your girl, period. So this is interesting because that's how we see this language being facilitated. We see the structure that is underlying the energy of Ebeji twins. Hey, 40% invent their own language. Oh, identical twins have different fingerprints. We knew that. Twins can have completely different skin tones. We'll get into that in a little bit because somebody be, some people be creeping. Somebody sleeping in my bed, messing with my head, thinking with you. Somebody sleeping in my bed, sleeping in my bed. <laughs> Y'all know that song. Messing with my head. Okay. Oh my God, Red is in here. What's up, Red? What's up, Red? All the homies is up in here, period. Okay, so just so everyone knows, Everybody that's just now joining, we're exploring Gemini um, in history and pop culture. This is a live podcast recording. I'm going to have to edit it the fuck up later because I'm just really talking a lot about some other kind of bullshit. Y'all know I love me some singing, period. Okay, so we have already gone over the Ibeji twins. We've gone over that energy. So what we're doing with these scientific facts is really just exploring the science versus the spirituality. And then we're going to mold all this together and talk about this in terms of the tarot energy. And then y'all know I got some conspiracy shit, some Illuminati. Did y'all hear that? Did some Illuminati? Who said that? So we're going to talk about the Illuminati in a little bit. <laughs> Y'all know them symbols that Illuminati be doing. They be like. Okay. So twins start interacting in the womb at 14 weeks. How many weeks is somebody in labor? Nine times four is 36. So they got 20 more weeks. Want all of us to form a connection. They got 20 weeks. So that's where this. Y'all see. They be forming the connection. Y'all got to watch out for these twins. I'm not kidding you. Honey, watch out for these twins. Watch out for these twins because they be on some tricks to stuff. Um, okay. It is possible for twins to have different dads. And we know this if somebody's creeping around. Hey! Or if they do it by choice. Who knows? Y'all know y'all remember whenever you were kids, this was something lovely T was talking about. But you remember when you were kids and you would meet like a brother and a sister and they would be like the same age as you, but not twins. And so you're like, how the fuck y'all, how y'all the same age as me? But you weren't even worried about it because you were just playing on the playground. You know, you was just doing your thing. But then years later, you're like, wait, somebody was getting cheated on. And I don't know who it was. But somebody was creeping. Somebody had a splacavelli. 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 Y'all know about that? Y'all, this is for my old school people. I don't know if y'all know about splacavelli. Hero twins are tricksters in Mayan cosmology. Very trickster energy because they be going from beyond the veil to over it 
they be going here, there, very trickstery type of energy. Um, so once you have had one set of non-identical twins, you are three to four more times likely to have another set. So people who be having S P L A C K A V E L L E I E I I cannot even spell. They be spell. Y'all know the breakdown. They spell so much. I don't even know all the words. How do you spell Spikeavelli? S P L A C K A V E L L I E Splackavelli. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, y'all are stupid. I love y'all. I'm gonna get on here more and do this. Okay. So as I mentioned before, Nigeria has the highest rate of multiple births and the most identical twins. So this is very interesting. Even whenever a woman has twins, genetically it starts to reconfigure to where she is going to start having more twins afterwards. I mean, I don't really know if it is necessarily, um, I don't really know if it's a chicken or the egg thing. Like, are, are women more likely to just like inherently like genetically have more twins or just having twins create some kind of change bodily change to where they have more twins i don't know um okay so the gem twins were separated at birth but went on to lead ident identical lives who are the gem twins have y'all ever heard of the gem twins study so the gem twins, these people were adopted at the age of four weeks, but basically lived the same type of life. Huh. So this is really talking, this is a study that was done in Minnesota that shows that twins who are reared apart, they still do a lot of the same things. So bottom line is I'm, as I'm drawing out this message, this sermon, no sé cómo llegué aquí, pero era lo que buscaba. Sí, yo hablo español también, pero eso es en inglés. Pero muchas gracias por estar aquí. Y entonces estamos hablando de los... ¿Cómo se dice en español? Um, gemenios. Gemenios. Estamos hablando de la historia, de todo eso, la, la, uh, la ciencia. Entonces, rejálate. Enjoy. Okay, that was my Spanish. Sorry, y'all. Okay, because, you know, we bilingual aquí. We bilingüe. Period. Okay. So, entonces. This is very interesting. Mothers of twins live longer. I would think they would live few, fewer years because that shit is stressful as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> um... There are more than two types of twins. This is very interesting. We have fraternal twins, and then we have identical twins. So, muy interesante, muy interesante. Um, okay, so also they have found in um, ultrasound imagery that as early as 18 weeks, twins engage, they like, feel each other, you know, to give comfort, you know, they might hug and stuff like that. So this is a very interesting um, dynamic because this is really bringing home the message. Sorry, my head wrap is like ripped up in some places. This is really bringing home the message that we have 
an unconscious connection. I mean, twins have more of a con con uh, more of a connection because they were actually in the womb together. They grow up together. They share genes and stuff like that. But period, we all have some kind of conscious connection to to people, especially that we're close to. That this is something that we cultivate over time. So it's really important to um, to think about that. Okay, so now that's enough. We've talked about enough of the science. So now we are going to move on to the next topic. Um, the next topic is going to be exploring Gemini, the themes of Gemini throughout the tarot cards. So specifically, we're going to be really focusing in on the lovers and the devil card. Let me get these cards out right here. Y'all know I got to always got to pull out some cards, baby, whenever I come on to the live, honey. Period. Okay. So let me, I'm going to look for the lovers card first. Uh, the lovers. Everyone loves to see the lovers, huh? And then we're going to get the devil card. The fear devil card. That's my card. Capricorn. Saturn. Love the darkness. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the devil and the lovers card. So these are the cards we're going to be focusing on today. Typically... The lovers are associated with Gemini, but I want to argue and push further, push further to consideration, into your consideration that we need both sides of the duality. So we need both the lovers and the devil card. In terms of zodiac energy, I don't really know how Capricorn and Gemini really compare that much. Um, well, I mean, of course they compare, but I don't really see as a lot of like, too much special stuff in that but these cards right here this dynamic this t this t is worth delving into and it's hot so let's look at this dichotomy so as opposed whereas we are thinking more about cerebral and we are thinking about spirituality um right now okay let me 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 get myself together. So before we were talking about the science, we were talking about twins in Orisha stories. We we're talking about twinning energy throughout ancient texts, throughout different cultures. Now we're going to switch it up and go to the tarot. So this is more of a psychological analysis. So this is looking at the ways that Gemini energy is represented in relationships and our interactions with other people. So Gemini, a lot of times, whenever it comes to relationships, when we look at these cards, we see that these people can almost be mirror images of each other. When we look at these two cards together, these represent Gemini energy, the heavenly and the low, the high and the low, the shadow versus the light. You know what I mean? So we are going to take a look at both of the definitions of these cards to further understand how Gemini energy can be beneficial and how it can help us understand more about our relationships with other people. Jesus, hallelujah. So whenever we look at this, these are, let's say this is representing relationships with other people. In terms of the lovers, we see one side of the polarity. We see that with the lovers, this is about understanding how your values are reflected in another conscious relationship and connection in another person. 
Um, so this really represents the values that both of you mirror. This represents the ways that you fill in for the other person, the way that you support the other person in ways that they might not be able to support themselves. So this is really about how things fit together. But on the flip side, keeping it 100 with the devil card, that can also be a bond, trauma bond. Can we talk about that? Trauma bonding. This is another aspect of the Gemini energy of this mirroring energy that people don't really consider a lot of times. So the devil card is very, very, it's a very potent energy to help you understand the shadows, your blind spots. So the devil represents forming connections based in sex, trauma, addiction, dependencies. And of course, it's not bad to like share trauma, you know, and share stories and stuff like that. But it's about how do you come up from this? Are y'all just sharing each other's trauma and that person just wants to see you sad? Is that does that person just want to see you in your Mary J. Blige blue blue album, My Life, period? Or do they want to see you on the come up when you on your no no drama bullshit? Period. Do they want to see you healed? Or do they want to see you in the trenches with them? Hey! Throwing these cards across the bitch. Listen. That is the thing we gotta understand, cause it takes a lot. I mean, I even have to check myself. I'm a Capricorn. I get jealous. I'm competitive. But that doesn't mean that that energy, that doesn't mean that emotion is wrong. We're all humans. We're all going to get a little bit jealous, but it's just on how you react. Because a lot of people, once you start doing your healing, they're not ready to see what they need to see in themselves. Mm, mm, mm. They are not ready to see what's in them. So that's why they can't accept you a lot of times. So you got to watch out as you're friends with people. You got to watch out for the friends who want you to stay downtrodden. Because to be honest, I'm not even going to bring up this person. But I knew I'm not in communication with them anymore. But I knew they wanted me to be sad. They wanted me to be crying. Actually, this is an ex. I don't give a fuck. They wanted me to be crying. They didn't want me, me to be too loud. They didn't want me to be too extra. Anytime we was talking about some deep shit, you know, remember your past. I just start crying out of nowhere. That's because them people are succubi. Because they are feeding on that sad bitch energy. What's up, Red? What's up, Red? For everyone joining, I'm doing and exploring um, Gemini and history and pop culture live podcast recording. So like I said, with this energy, this Gemini energy, you got to really be careful. I'm saying this is a way that you can really use this energy to inform your perspective of the world. That's the reason I love tarot. You, whenever you're looking at your relationships, is this a conscious connection where they're really trying to be there with me? Are they really on my team? Or are they just looking for someone to be sad with? Are they just looking for somebody to be depressed with? Are they, are they trying to pick me up? Because it takes a special kind of friend to pick you up when you're in the trenches. Are they trying to pick me up? 
Are they enabling my addictions? If I say I don't want to do certain stuff or engage in certain behavior, are they like, well, you know, this is also a thing that happens with drinking. I'm a lush. I love to drink and stuff like that. I'm, you know, whatever. But I have friends who decide not to drink. In certain kinds of relationships, when you have friends who are working on their addictions, you got to understand that one person's addiction can be a lot more detrimental to them than it can be to you. So sometimes it's like, you know, when you're like, I'm not drinking and people are like, well, I haven't drank. I mean, this is my first time drinking in a week. And it's like, girl, ain't nobody even ask you if you was drinking or not. This is not about you, honey. Like, ain't nobody even ask you <laughs> the fuck. So that's how you see people start projecting. Or whenever you tell someone that you're going to stop drinking, are they like, I'm so happy about this. Let me know how I can support you. Because I'm going to still be out in these streets drinking. But how can I support you? So this is really, I would say this is a great way to look at your relationships whenever you're going through transitions. You know what I mean? Whenever you are either going through some shit where it's like, ooh, I need some space. Because sometimes you do need space from different friends so you can connect to this shadow energy. And so you can come out and see inside Hiya. the messages are common this is why i love doing this live so this is a really great way for you to not necessarily dissociate but to step outside the relationship and be like is this a conscious connection is this a supportive connection how do i feel after i leave this person how do i feel after spending the whole weekend with this person if you feel drained you got to look, you got to see, because sometimes also we can be addicted to trauma bonds. I'm talking to myself, too. I would even say the way that our culture is set up today, it took me through my Saturn's return because I'm 33 now. But it took me a while to really understand whenever I was just giving too much in relationships and it was just trauma bonding, period. Because sometimes it just it is a lot of trauma bonding. And y'all know I live, I live in the shadows. I'm definitely a shadow worker, all that kind of stuff. So people would just be telling me all this kind of stuff. And y'all know me, I'm a Capricorn. I would be like, so I know that this happened, but what are you going to do to make it better? Like, what, what's the solution here? Because sometimes we do, we do need time to like wallow in our pain and stuff like that. But at the same time, we need friends who are going to be like, get your ass up. Because if your friend isn't saying that for real, they're not a real friend to you, period. Or you just got to look at relationships and relegate people to certain roles. You know what I mean? Every friend isn't going to be the same. Every friend that you get isn't going to be that friend that's going to be able to support you in that way. So you need to really, you know, even be patient with people. Everyone's not going to know how to be a good friend. That's something I've had to really learn. Because... I feel like with people like me who are extra sensitive, but also kind of bitchy. Um, for me, I sense energy and I'm like, well, bitch, the fuck? but I had to realize that's just them. Sometimes people are not really problem solvers, not problem finders. Hey, listen, sometimes people are just not going to be able to give you what needs to be gave, honey. It's just not going to get everything that you need to be given from a friend or even a relationship. So it's good to really understand the limitations. You know what I mean?
Understand limitations. Understand people's limitations so you can monitor your expectations. Hey! Hey! The word is coming through today. So this is this is a message. I feel like this was a message for me for sure. Okay, so let's look at some quotes related to the devil card. So the devil, the devil is about confronting the dark parts of yourself. Confront the dark parts of yourself and work to banish them with illumination and forgiveness. Hey! Your willingness to wrestle with your own demons will cause you to sink or swim. Use the pain as fuel, as a reminder of your strength. Wow! See other people's limitations so you can monitor your expectations. Hey! Exactly. Because every relationship is different. You know what I mean? Everyone can't show up the same way. And sometimes you might not even want someone to show up in a certain way to handle the precarious, the precarious, precariousness? I don't know that word. But the kind of sensitive nature of your emotional body, you know what I mean? Of your spiritual body, of your soul body. So that's the reason, you know, if someone shows you that they're limited in their capacity to be there for you, it's time to look for other support or figure out ways that you can fill in that support for yourself. Hey, especially in terms of validation. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just telling the truth. I'm just telling you all what's, 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 what's good. Okay, so now y'all know this is my favorite part. <laughs> We're gonna get into some. <coughs> Illuminati. Give me some flames if y'all caught the subliminals. Give me some flames if y'all caught the subliminals. So we about to dive even deeper into the Gemini energy. So now that we've talked about Orishas, we've talked about it in a in history. We talked about twinning energy in science. Now let's look at twinning energy in pop culture. In the... <laughs> let's look at it in this context. So I think it's very interesting. Lovely T, she's one of my favorite um, celebrity bloggers, period. But she talks about a lot of the ways that we see twinning energy in pop culture. And so... The ways that these tropes operate in pop culture, in art, is that they kind of attach themselves to the ways that we are wired unconsciously. So we see twinning energy, it's like a marketing ploy because unconsciously that is how we structure the world. As humans, our egos automatically want to put things on a binary. Our minds, that's why we have to fight through the ego. The spiritual self does not see binary. Spirit is not binary. That's 5D, 5, 4D plus kind of thinking. The, in the 3D, our ego wants to dissect 
Think about whenever you perceive something, you dissect it and you are going to dissect it into being on one end of the scale or another end of the scale. It doesn't matter if you're seeing two people, if you're seeing two colors, if you're seeing two objects, your mind is automatically, as a precursor of consciousness, is going to compare. You're going to pick out things to compare. So that is the reason whenever we see the trajectories of different pop stars, lineage i'm thinking about beyonce specifically honey we see the ways that they use this twinning energy to evolve and also be creative you know come up with new stuff but it also really we are more inclined to look at this kind of imagery and we're more inclined to engage with this because it really it piggybacks off the way that our consciousness is structured if that makes sense so we see twinning energy a lot through pop culture. Jekyll and Hyde. We can even think psychologically the devil and the angel. The devil telling you all this stuff to do. The angel being like, don't do this. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Think about... Y'all don't want me to go there. Y'all y'all don't want me to go there. Think about... Y'all know they be talking about MK Ultra. Y'all know they be talking about the MK Ultra. But I don't really, I'm, I like to not talk about that too much. But whenever we think about pop stars and stuff like that, look at the ways that these pop stars start out innocent and then they take this turn to being more sexual. It's been happening throughout history. That is a play on that duality. You know what I mean? That's a play on that good versus evil kind of um, dichotomy. So we see this in Rihanna when she was like, and then she was like, good girl, gone bad. And then she had the raunchiness. We see this with Christine Aguilera. I'm a genie in a bottle. You gotta rub me the right. Okay, and then we see her with, wanna get dirty. It's about time for my arrival. <laughs> we see this with her. We see this, um, like I said, with Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Madonna, we see it with Madonna. So we see the ways that they use these different avatars to capture the public's attention. But let's go even deeper. Y'all remember Beyonce was talking about Sasha Fierce and how she forgets a lot of what she be doing on the stage. So a lot of times these record companies, they take advantage of, and I'm not saying bipolar as in like trying to pathologize it, but they take advantage of the bipolar nature sometimes of the artistic process. So we see, I would say Beyonce is the one who's really handled the energy the best, but she goes, for, she went from Beyonce to Sasha Fierce and then she integrated those selves. Britney Spears went from good girl to bad girl to turn all the way out. So the record energy, the record industry plays on that en that energy, you know what I mean? These people actually internalize these avatars through these processes that they're going through, these creative processes throughout their lives. Think of Amy Winehouse. I do feel like she had another avatar that was gonna be born in terms of like a healed avatar but the record energy just had her so stuck in, and also her fans did. A lot of fans have to do with this energy of cultivating this, this spirit, 
in people, this this avatar, they have a way of cultivating this. So sometimes, you know, it doesn't turn out in such a positive way. But this is very interesting to think about the twinning energy in terms of how people switch, switch in and out. Some people have argued that that's as a product of institutional hypnosis techniques. Other people say it's a part of the creative process. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. So I do really think that this kind of stuff is very interesting. We And that's also why we see the more prevalence of drugs. XX Tentacion. Exactly. Juice World. We see these avatars, they be implicated in the drug industry too. Young thug. So this even, even thinking about, we're not even thinking about the transformation in the artistic journey, even separating these people. These people are real people versus the celebrity image. That's also the Gemini energy that is being manipulated on a grand scale. The twinning energy. Lovely T said that. Y'all check out Lovely T. That's my favorite, favorite celebrity blogger. So with this in mind, I feel like this has been a pretty good sermon. This has been a really good sermon. So um, that is basically the episode here. I'm going to quit recording right now. so much for tuning into the show so um as i mentioned i am offering private one-on-one courses in hoodoo tarot and general metaphysics and occult studies um so head to the show notes for that and this is going to be posted onto the patreon first so as i mentioned definitely sign up for the patreon support your girl and be on the lookout for more episodes thank you so much i always support your i always um really appreciate your support and i'm sending y'all so much love thank you thank you